Welcome to the Finding Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Liz McComish. Just like a seed holds all the knowledge it needs to grow into the plant it was destined to be, I believe you hold all the wisdom within you to create the most amazing life. Join me and my special guests as we explore the path back into your innate wisdom and teach you how to harness it. This is your life to live your way. Welcome to the podcast today and I'm so excited to introduce one of my favorite people, Michelle Scarrett, who amongst many other things that she does and many other incredible skills she has, is also an astrologer. Um, And Michelle is someone who has had a really massive influence on my life and I am so grateful to her and I'm so happy to have her on to share some of her wisdom and her incredible humour, actually. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. (laughs) I'm happy to be here. Uh, It's my pleasure. You know, I was thinking about... um, thinking about this yesterday and I was remembering when I first met you and how I met you and and what happened was that I was in trauma therapy and the person who I was doing trauma therapy with gave me your card and I was like oh yeah I sort of you know knew a little bit about astrology but nothing really actually but I thought I knew a bit because sometimes you know read the one in the newspaper or <laughs> whatever those those ones like yes you know am I going to win lotto today whatever but um I came to see you and you did my natal chart and I really didn't have any expectations but I sat with you and I was blown away. I felt like for the first time someone saw my soul and it still it actually still brings me to tears now when I think about it because um, it was the most connected I've ever felt and at the same time the most seen that I've ever felt and I suddenly had, I suddenly felt a connection, a faith that has helped me ever since, every single time I hit a brick wall in my life. Are we going to need tissues? <laughs> yeah, I've got them. Look, I've got my Let's tissues. Roll straight in. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh my gosh, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's really special, and oh, thank you. It's, I mean, I, I it's an incredible it. vehicle. I, I, that's lovely because I feel it when I do a chart. I'm totally inside someone else's story, so I'm shining mm. a light in all of it and seeing your universe. So I definitely find it incredibly moving, incredibly humbling to do someone's astrology but you know and I cry often when I'm in someone's chart you know with them because I'm in their story I'm absolutely connecting with their emotion around it and it's huge and and sometimes I cry when they can't you know because I am someone who is so empathic and crying is easy for me hello Have an issue, and I also, <laughs> I also give myself permission to cry because the thing is, we live in a society where sadness, grief, tears, and anger are not acceptable, and we've got to just suck it up or medicate it or do something else 
you know, and um, they are both natural responses to pain, you know. And when I see pain in someone's chart, I identify with it. I go, wow, okay, what do you need? Here can I, how, this is how I can show you your path within that because yeah. I can see yeah. it clearly. It's not mine. I can feel it also. I can connect to that as a human being. So, yeah, astrology yeah, is yeah. very powerful in that way. And, and yeah, and also in my vulnerability, I allow you the space to explore without feeling like you're being judged or you're being, you know, that you need to hide your stuff. I don't want you to hide it. I want, I want it all out on the table so that you can pick through it and go, right, let's get this yeah, stuff out of yeah. the way. Let's get sorted. Let's get me living my best version of myself. Yeah, I must say I felt that with with that as well. Is that you know you would show me in my natal chart all the ways that I that I get in my yeah. own way and all the ways that you know I trip myself up and ways that I react to things that aren't helpful. And you do it in such a loving way that I can look at it and I can laugh with you yeah. and I can cry yeah. with you and then I can accept that yeah. part of myself and work yeah. with it rather than feeling ashamed yeah. about it. Yeah, absolutely. Because we've all got stuff. Not we're all perfect. We are all perfect and including those things that, you know, no one has, a, you know, a blank slate of purity. We've all got work to do. We've all got genetic inheritances. We've got past life inheritances. We've got what happens to us as a child, you know, really carves, you know, wounds into our chart. And so what we want to do is go back over that and go, right, this is where those wounds are. This is what I've inherited. This belongs to me. This doesn't belong to me. And we can start sifting through it and, you know, doing that healing, the healing that's required for all of us. We all yeah. have a, a universe. We're all a universe individually and then collectively as well, which is what mundane astrology yeah. is. Yeah, I, I think that's really important to point out as we were talking about earlier that, you know, often people are going for that one fix or that one guru, that one thing that's going to change them and they want to be happy all the time and, you know, it's just really simple to do that. And, in fact, it's when you look at how complex you are yeah. and the lineage that you've yeah. come from and what you've done and who you are, it's it's, it's more than that. Absolutely. And I, the other thing I think too is that it is, it's a journey. It's not a destination. We're mm. always, you know, when you think you've cleared the deck and you go, right, I feel like I've sorted this out, you can be out and about and be triggered by something really tiny and go, oh, there's something else that has popped its ugly head up I need to look at. And so yeah. things can crop up. It's a, we're, we're about the journey. We're not about getting, oh, I'm fixed, I'm cured. That's all ego. It's about yeah. being present, living with intention, turning up, turning up for yourself, turning up for your own pain. Um, and, yes, there isn't one size fits all in terms of healing. What works for me is not going to work for you. How I heal is yeah. going to be very different to how you heal um, because of our intrinsic differences in our nature and our, and our you know, mm -hmm. astrological layout, you know. But we mm. are a network of, you know, healers and and teachers and we support each other in those ways and we share that information go well this worked for me try it and this worked for me try that and you know mm. getting out there and finding that yes one size doesn't fit all 
So if we come to like, you know, well, let's just start at the very foundations. You're a soul. <laughs> start on, the, on a very light note. <laughs> you're a soul. According to astrology, you're a soul. Yeah. And, and then and when, you choose a particular path to walk do. or you create a particular contract. You you, well, according to astrology and the way that astrology is founded is that you incarnate into everything that you need there is a contract a series of contracts that you make and you contract in according to your agreement with your own soul what you need to learn what you've agreed to work through in this lifetime for your own soul's progression you choose your parents you choose your situations partners children all of the really big stuff and you set about to grow through them they are your teachers like it or not no matter how painful or beautiful the lessons are they are still they're still part of a much bigger purpose and so for me in astrology um that part of your chart is the single most important part of who you are because it's why you're here it's your natal chart it's your point it's the point of why you're here the rest of your chart your personality your the way you look the you know you know, all those other bits and bobs are semantics of, of how you get there, how you get it done. Right. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. but, you know, it's it's your absolute blueprint. It's your universe. When you when, As an astrologer, when I look at a chart and I'm sitting in front of you, I am literally peering into your universe. And it's unbelievably yeah. humbling. It's you know, incredible to see. And I can see everything that comes with you. You introduce yourself yeah. at the door without even speaking. And yeah. I'm able to go, right, for you to feel like you are living to your potential and that you are living your best version, these are the things that need to be worked on. And we set about to kind of unpick it in the most healthy, safe space that we can create so that you can actually start yeah. to go, okay, I can see that I'm, I'm on my own train tracks and I need to get out of the way. I need to, you know, and I need to be aware yeah. that I'm doing this. And, of course, a lot of what we do is unconscious. You know, the unconscious realm is, is massive. And, you know, I'm going to say 85% of the world are walking around completely unconscious, you know, because they just don't know why they're here so through that natal chart can you see sorry is it the placement of the yep. planets that help you to see it is. what this person it is sort of what what their blueprint is so it's where all the planets are you, you know a, a chart is erected from the date time and place of birth it shows me a map of where they are in space and time because we're looking at the latitude and longitude of where they're actually born in the world um, it describes who they are, what they look like, their personality traits, all are worked out and mapped out through those planets. But then the relationships between the planets, they say they kind of dictate what works for you and what doesn't. Where are your conflicts and struggles and what is easy? And so we work our way from there. But it's also in context because when I was studying astrology, um, what I found was that I did a lot of criminal 
stuff. I was very interested in that deep psychological way of looking at people. And what um, what I found was that sometimes these criminal astrologies and, and political astrologies that I was looking at had horrible, they were doing horrible things in the world, and yet they had ease. They didn't have... They, what does that mean? They had, it means that it was easy for them. They didn't have conflict. They weren't conflicted about what they were doing. So sometimes wow. sometimes the easy parts of what look like easy parts of our chart are where we are most complacent because there's no effort involved in getting from A to B. Right. So these people can just like could just rip people off and hurt people and do whatever they wanted to and there was no no brick walls in the way, no conscious about it, nothing. Nothing. Wow. And so that I might point out here too that you actually have a background in psychology as well. That was fascinating <clears throat> for me. That was an mm. absolute game changer because every, it blew apart everything that I, at, to that point, had understood about astrology. Yeah. Right? So for me, I was thinking, well, hang on a minute. You know, here I am looking at the serial killer's chart and he's got all this very easy life and he's managed to kill people for 20, 30 years. <laughs> Effortlessly, yeah, and not yeah, get caught. Yeah. And Effortlessly. No one, <laughs> no one noticed, and he didn't care, and whatever. Yeah, and that's how. That's, and that's so bizarre. when we look at when I look at a chart, I'm not just looking at what comes easy to you. I'm looking at um, how it's hard for you, why it's hard for you, and also where you can be complacent, where you can actually um, drop your ball. Yeah, because you it's you slide into a habit or a pattern that actually is easy but not healthy or good for you. Right, I see what you're talking about. So we take yeah, because we often take the easy mm. path. So we, don't bypass. We? Yeah. we bypass. We so, bypass. And the thing yeah, is, the, yeah. the tricky stuff, the stuff that's hard and challenging, is actually where the growth happens. Yes. Right. Yeah, and this is a really important <laughs> part of like that that whole healing process, as we we're talking about earlier as well. That it's like. You know, it's not all sunshine and unicorn and unicorns and stars and rainbows. In fact, it's like gritty, powerful, crunchy. intense work. It's the crunchy bits. It's the bits where we have to fight for something. We have to get out of our own way to have it. And so those are the hard parts. And, and you know, it's really tricky how astrology has been sort of um, handled when you look at it in um like the media, like if you look, go on a website or you go on a, um, you know, on the newspaper where it used to say, oh, you know, this is this and that. It's very, very whitewashed, very whitewashed. Yeah. And it's, and, yeah. and you know, not personal either because you can't, you can't pluck one thing out of your chart and go, oh, I'm this. It's like, no, 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 you're a universe you're this and this and this and yes. this and this behaving like this in this area. And, you know, so it's such a, it's such a, you, you are such a universe. And um, there is no one way to kind of condense it. It's a whole incredible experience to be inside of it. Yeah, yeah. So how do you, okay, so let's talk about the um, three parts. Mm. The sun sign, yep. which everyone usually knows. So the like, sun sign. You know, hi, hi, I'm a Taurus. I like eating food. <laughs> Long walks on the beach and I might be slightly stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> I 
maybe. And, and, and usually chunky because of the food loving. Um, so you have you have yeah. three three major. Well, these this for me. There's four major parts. We'll cover the first four major parts for me that I think are most important when you're talking to someone about their astrology. The sun sign is how is the ego. Okay, so it describes not in that Freudian, Jungian kind of sense of ego. It's in an astrological sense of ego. It's how you see you. Mm -hmm. So if I'm a Gemini, I see myself as a Gemini. That's how I identify, right? The rising sign is how the world sees you. That's your mask. So your sun can be in Gemini, but your ascendant or rising sign might be in Capricorn. The rest of the world is seeing you as being stubborn and difficult and hard to budge. But you're not. You're going, but I'm sprightly <laughs> and young and I've got extra energy. <laughs> yes. But that's not what you're showing. Right. Right. What? And probably not the way that you're relating to people nope, either. you're not. So you're relating through the rising well, sign. Well, to a point. Yeah. To a point, because I'll go into the other signs shortly. But yeah, to a point, you are. That's the mask. That is the physicality too. So it's what you physically look like. So Capricorn would put the kibosh heavily on a Gemini because normally Gemini's look like little elves. You know, they little and sprightly and childlike, and they have an ethericness about them. So they look like they've literally walked out of the forest with their wings. And they're bubbly and chatty. <laughs> and then Capricorn's gone, no, we're going to make you thin and bony and tall and and big panda eyes. And we're going to take that sprightliness and age it by about 20 years. Because Capricorn is an old man. It's the crone. Go Capricorn. Right? <laughs> so it changes it. So you can see how it's very, this is how, so, I mean, this is just two areas and how much impact that has. Yeah. And then you've got the moon sign, which is your heart. That's who you really are at a baseline. That is your true self. That's your emotionality. It's how you feel. Um, and it's the essence of who you are. And then the fourth thing mm. for me that I always think is really important is your north node, which is the karma, what you agreed to, why you're here. So for me, it's the most important part because it's the point. It's what you've signed up for. Right. It's what you signed up for. So those four, right. for me, are pivotal. They, they tell me how you yeah. see yourself, what you're projecting into the world, who you really are, and why you're here. And each has its own... Flavour, um, <laughs> texture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. and reason why you've got it right. right because like for me you know my in my natal chart I have a Capricorn moon and you know when I originally found that out I was like oh how boring <laughs> I'm like how bloody boring right. I've got flipping stuff and Capricorn is my moon but after working with you I realized that in fact I needed it's a that because that Capricorn moon got me through all the full-on trauma I had as a right. child, that Capricorn moon got me yeah, through all absolutely. that. So, and I possibly would have drowned otherwise if, if I hadn't had that Capricorn moon that was so steady and could 
push me through. Well, and the thing is, there's nothing boring about Capricorn unless it's, I mean, rising sign is probably the most boring version of it. But Capricorn Moon gives you an incredible stability. And it when I see Capricorn rising or moon sign, actually, for that matter, I see a child that has had to raise themselves, that has had to grow up really quickly, that has had their childhood ripped away. <laughs> Back into it. All right. Back into it. <laughs> um, but, I, but I also want to, you know, if, I, if we've got time, I'd love to extrapolate on how the rising sign comes about because I think that there's huge mm. misunderstandings around the rising sign and the 12th house and what they actually represent because everyone that knows astrology knows that the 12th house is governed, governs the, the unconscious, but people don't know what that means. So what, which one's the 12th house? Is that the North nope. Node? the 12th house is the house no. above the rising sign. So does the rising sign sort of play yes, into my the 12th house? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So Go for it. Go into rising. So the reason why, so our rising sign and, and what our, or ascendant, there's two ways of naming it, um, is delineated by our first breath. It's coming into consciousness. So it's it's decided oh, wow. by our time of birth. That's why our time of birth in astrology oh. is pivotal because that tells me when you came into consciousness. <sighs> so the first breath you take, whatever sign that's in, that's rising your sign. rising sign or your ascendant right? sign. But wow. the twelfth house, okay. the twelfth house behind that, right? Because that's your that's your dividing line coming into first house, right? You come in yeah, at yeah. that breath and you start moving forward into the first house. But the house behind it, the 12th house, is the subconscious house, right? So this is where our ancestral lineage comes in, our past life lineages and anything we've brought with us from those lifetimes into this lifetime. But also it dictates the in utero process that you've had with mum. So how does it dictate that? Because that's your, you're still alive. You're just not conscious. You're in her womb. So when you're, you're in. So when you're in utero, but the first, with the first breath that you take, you take, you take in, do you take in that patterning or something like that, yes. that imprint with the yes. first breath that you take. But when you're in utero, the 12th house is still... The 12th house. No, the you? way that it works is that how you how you roll out that rising sign is dictated by mum because all of the imprint, all of the messages that you took while you were in her stomach, in her womb, were hers. So then how you roll out so when, the rising sign? We side, roll it out according to what she needs. Right. So we're not our rising signs, my dear. We are what our mother needed us to be in order for us to love her. Sorry. Oh, yeah, for wow, her that's to love huge. Us. Sorry. For her to love us. So what happens, right, is because mum is the primary carer, and she has instilled, I need you to be good, 
quiet still. I'm not coping. This is what's going on for me or whatever. Mm-hmm. What happens is that's the message we get at an unconscious level, right? So we birth out and go, Ooh, I better be good because whoop, she's not going to have it. I've got to be quiet and behave. And so then that then becomes such a foundational bit of information that we then send to the world. We go, well, this is the only way you're going to love us is if I'm what my mother needed me to be. So it's such a problem. So if I, if we look at our own children, if I look at my children and go, they are, they're their rising yep, signs. you can then see. Then it tells me about where I was yep. at at that point in 100%. my life. 100%. Wow. Right? Right. And so we're not our rising wow. signs. I mean, unless, of course, you've got your moon and your rising sign in the same house, then, yes, there is a different relationship. But by and large, it's rare. Most people have a different rising sign to their sun sign and their moon sign. So how do we untangle right. that? Right, like we're work. carrying that mother load, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, here comes the work. And, the, and, the yeah. problem- and this is no weekend. This is no weekend session with a guru, everyone. No. Like this is no. This is an imprint, like something that's a lot of yeah. soul searching, right? Yeah. To and untangle. And so that. when when I deal with um, clients. There's so much untangling that happens at that juncture. For me, it's such an important part of your chart because how you identify with yourself is going to be, you're going to go, well, why is is the world world overloading me with all this stuff? Why Why does my boss think that I can handle all this work when I'm putting out a Capricorn rising, but I'm actually a Gemini sun, you know? And so the Gemini's going, (laughs) with all the balls in the air, because that's how I see myself, right? And then Capricorn is sending out a message like, I've got this, bring me more, like I can handle it because that was my childhood and, you know, and so it keeps turning up and giving me more and the Gemini's like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to have a breakdown and, you know, a a medical emergency. (laughs) (laughs) I do love myself a Gemini. (laughs) And and not understanding that Capricorn sending the message to the world. That message was so deeply built in, in utero, by a stressed, fearful, unhappy, you know, parental input and and perhaps Mm. a financially scared input that, oh, gosh, we're going to be broke because that's Capricorn's thing is all around money and security. We're going to be broke. We're not going to be able to cope. Why are we having a baby? Oh, my gosh, I can't cope. I need you to be good. I need you to be as as easy as possible. I can't cope, right? And so... Stable, parent yourself. Yeah, parent yourself and don't cost anything. (laughs) And so what happens, right, is the little Gemini over here is going... I'm burning out and I don't know how to stop it. It's an avalanche. And so you have to take them back to the Capricorn and go, I'm so sorry. (laughs) This is your story. And this is where the work is. You are not Capricorn. Not one iota of you should be sending that message to the world because the reality is you can't handle it, you know. And then we're, we're not even talking about where that person's moon sign is. You know, their moon might be in Sagittarius wow. wanting to run away to a foreign country. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? To, to 
get out of there. They've got some conflict well, going on. Conflict, right? And, and the Capricorn yes. is the loyalty and the responsibility that's going, no, I have to keep turning up and I'll get to the bottom of it eventually. And, and you know, and Sag, or, Sag Moon's going, hell no, don't tell me how to live my life and I need to get out of here and go and live off grid in Tibet. And the moon and Gemini yeah. juggling all the balls going, but I'm doing it. Look at me. I, I, you know, I'm adaptable. I'm flexible. And so, and Capricorn's killing us both. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So, it's surprising. It's surprising any of us even get through life and manage to even get to the shops and, you know, right. buy food for me. But you can also see how so many people are struggling. Because oh, one yeah. thing I have to say is that I don't think there's anyone at the moment that's not dealing with some form of PTSD. There has been generations of trauma. So we are all born into trauma. If there's not birth trauma, then ancestral trauma, there's you know, all sorts of traumas that happen yeah. before we've even taken yeah. our first breath. Yeah, and we can't dis- dis- disentangle ourselves from that just by going, well, that's done. I'm never speaking to those right. people again. And, you know, sometimes, of course, we don't want people in our lives anymore, but just that whole, oh, well, that's it. Yeah. I'm just going to cut it out. It doesn't actually it. take it away from what we've got. You've got yeah. to work through it. And the other thing, too, is to realise that it's not yours. To be able to discern what's yours and what isn't and what needs to be left at the door is really, really important because we are not our rising suns. Yeah. Um, so I, this is that's actually really um, profound what you're saying because then if you really know your rising sign very well and you understand all the characteristics of it, then when those qualities come up, you can sit with that and work with yourself around that and heal your impulses or your urges yeah. to want yeah. to go and do that particular yeah. thing because it's not actually... Yeah. Helping Not, you. Right, and the, the the but the issue with it, and where real self awareness steps into the picture, is that what governs that twelfth house ascendant problem is unconsciousness. So when you're tired, when you're burnt out, when you're at your wit's end, when you're feeling like, oh, where's my scaffolding? You default back to the unconscious without even realizing so you have to be really vigilant of what that's about mm. for you it's hyper vigilance in some way because you kind of go oh mm. I, how did i get back here how did i get back to saying yes to more work with that capricorn rising when really mm. i promised myself i wouldn't do it so then you have to have enough about you to go I'm so sorry. I know I agreed to that, but I'm already at critical mass, so it's going to be a no from me, and I need to, um, re- you know, rescind my offer. And so, being not just going, oh well, I'll say no next time, you know, but yeah. <laughs> absolutely, recognition is key to healing the twelfth house because we can slide back in there over and over again because it's it's an unconscious realm. We don't even know how we got there often. It ha- it slides in under the mat. 
And so self-awareness yeah. is really, really important. And one of the indicators of the self-awareness will be the moon. The moon, your heart, will break. You'll start to feel emotionally wrecked by the behaviours that you keep setting up for yourself. Right. Yeah. Okay. And so that, because that's when people normally hit rock bottom. That's bottoms, when they hit they rock start bottom. To... The moon just goes, I'm not that. I cannot maintain that facade. It's a lie. Yeah. I'm not that. So don't even look at me like that. So the moon is the, the one that breaks. The ego will keep going. The ego is trying to fit in, you know, and it's how you, you know, and you're going, well, look at me. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. You know, I've got this. Yeah. And the moon goes, yeah. no, you're lying to yourself and you're lying to the rest of the world because you're telling the world this is who we are and we haven't got a bloody clue who that is. So would you say, Michelle, would you say when we get really deeply triggered and lose our shit, yep. because let's face it, everyone yep. does, you know, I've I've done like I reckon I don't know how many years of healing, right? Like, <laughs> and you know, and I'm a pretty conscious being, but my God, I can get deeply yeah. triggered. And do you feel like when we get deeply triggered, that it's that trigger is taking us back into our moon, and it's our moon reacting yes, to totally. everything that we yeah. are? Yeah. yeah, okay. But it's also recognition that you've backslid into a default, right? A default way of being. The twelfth house is our default because the information that we learned about life came through our mother at a cellular level. So it's not necessarily something we can relate to. So say, for instance, if you if you have a car crash, you're going to be triggered and go, oh, my gosh, that's just brought back, taking me straight back to that car crash. So you have a storyline. You can relate to where that where that trauma happened. When you're triggered by certain things, like you know, when you're driving or a memory may come back, you're going to be able to relate to that trauma because it happened in your consciousness. You were there. You remembered yeah. it. You you had the experience. So those triggers are easy to heal. They're easy because you know it's there's nothing yeah. hidden about them. Yeah. But you could be triggered by something that happened ancestrally or to your mother in utero. You could be triggered by the fact that Uncle Bob was killed in the war in 1939 and her mother never got over the loss of her son. And so a loud bang and that you're triggered back to a war zone that you didn't even experience and you don't know why. And then you're like, oh, God, why am I, why am I like this today? This is epigenetics. This is ancestral trauma. This is not just her trauma, but past trauma, her mother's 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 mother's. And so it goes. And so it's tricky because we're working in the dark. We're having to look at, okay, what is in our ancestry? And what have I chosen to work through through that? This is where our emotions are. Oh, absolutely. Because they will tell us something's going on. Absolutely. This whole thing of like positive thinking and, you know, people often want to just only have the, the so-called good emotions yeah. and not the bad emotions and, and emotions have been given this really bad rap. But in fact, they're messengers yeah, to they us are. that something's they going are. on. They are. 
you know, and, you know, there's so much stuff in your chart. I mean, your chart is, as I said, you're a universe. Your chart is bottomless. You are everything that mm. has ever existed about your energy. It's infinite. And so we're looking yeah. at a snapshot of that and kind of going, okay, Liz, you know, this is this is the this is the ancestral stuff that you are working through. And this is these are the wounds wrapped up unconsciously. You can't see them. You may get glimpses of them, but unless we actually work in here. You're, you're always going to default back to those wounds and be traumatised by stuff that you can't see. Mm. So that's why it's really important. It's why astrology is so bloody incredibly, incredibly oh, healing. It's amazing. And it's such a... It's amazing. It's, it's so foundational. And I know when I, hit, when, I hit a, when I hit a big brick wall, I'm like, Michelle, I need an appointment because I'm like, I'm stuck. I'm mm. really stuck. And you help me to see what's going on, not only in my own chart, but also what's happening globally or universally because often there can be stuff that's going on that is then affecting all Absolutely. of us depending on what our yeah. natal chart is it will like press on us in different ways well, yeah. and we'll feel like because you know this for a day or that for a day well, or if you think about yeah. it and the way that you know i look at astrology if if you can see that your chart is an infinite realm collectively we are all part of the the universal astrology yes. so we're all got roles mm. to play individually in that too. We're not separate to it. This whole idea that there's any kind of separation doesn't work. You know, I mm. do animal astrology. I yeah. do charts for dogs and cats and, you know, and look at their personalities and what they bring. And everything has astrology, everything. You can look at a country. You can do astrology for where should I be? Where am I going to be in the world where I'm going to have maximum mileage? You know, people moving to countries to hit into a line with what works for their chart. You know, all those mm. kinds of things. You know, you can erect a chart around um, your business. You can go, okay, I'm going to, on the day that I um, paid for my ABN and signed up and created and birthed that business, there's a chart around that. And so we can look at your business as a collective and go, right, this is what the business's aims are, goals are. This is where the heart of the business is. This is the financials of the business. You can do astrology around anything. And what it does is it gives you the energy of what you've birthed, whatever that might be, a marriage, yeah, yeah. Um, anything. It's just, it's it's quite stunning and really, really useful. And then, so even the day you yep. got married, you can do a chart yes. around the day that you go, wow. And that'll show you a lot yes. about the relationship yes. where you butt up against yes. each other and what your yeah. challenges will be and what your yeah. strengths will be. And, and I do lots of different yeah. types of astrology within that because, I mean, I do there's what's called synastry astrology, which is relationship astrology. Now, that can be romantic or business, you know, or, or with your mm. children. And so you can put your two charts together you can put your child and yourself or your husband and yourself or your business colleague and yourself together and show how you relate but equally you can also find the midpoint between both of the, the each of these charts and make one chart that shows what you what you create as a united front 
So when I do relationships, I'll do, right, This when you do this, he behaves like this, this is what happens. If you do this, you're going to get a different reaction, you'll get a different outcome. But I also can go, right, you two as a unit are working towards this. These are the goals of the couple relationship. as a So that's called a composite. And so, you know, you can do that with a child, with one of your kids. You can do that with a business partner. You can, you can kind of see how astrology can be used in many, many ways, not just to heal yourself, but to heal relationships. Yeah, I've had you, you've done um, two of my children's charts and they've been so helpful yep. for me to go, oh, okay, this yep. is my child. This is what's going on inside them. This is what their strengths are. This is where they they trip themselves up, and to then be able to parent them in that way, and not, I guess, personalize it yeah. so much around a tussle between me and them, but to work out how to best yeah. work with yeah. my child based on their personality. Oh, look, it's it's the most incredible tool to do your children because the thing is, as parents, we come with our own guilt. We parent mm-hmm. the way we needed to be parented. Um, and what we didn't get, and so we can often overcompensate. Um, if there's a single parent situation, we give more than what we should there because we feel like we're compensating for that the missing person. And when we go and do the chart, we realise that none of that was relevant. We didn't need to do any of that because they haven't yeah. got any of that. They haven't got our situation. They haven't got our parents. They've got their parents, which is us, and they're having a different experience. Yeah. They're born in a different generation. They have different challenges to face so we need to get on it we need to stop going oh i didn't get this and drag it back to the past to what we didn't get because our experiences are different and and you know generationally they come with a different package so and then we've got to stop parenting from yes, guilt as oh well yeah, because totally. that doesn't <clears throat> yeah and that's a hard one it is and but but by seeing them as their own people instead of a chip off the block we're able to um, give them freedom to move and, and blossom into who they really are rather than this having to struggle to fight through all our crap to get to themselves. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's yeah. um yeah. Astrology is very cool. It's very cool. So what about this, the North Node, which, um, yes. you know, I'm curious about how that plays out because I'm I've got Sagittarius in yes. the North Node and that's about being a yes. teacher and I've always felt at home when I'm teaching it doesn't matter what I'm teaching it's like I step into this space and I feel like it's yeah, I'm right home. and so one of the things so we have a North and South Node right and they oppose each other so the South Node is the past. It's what we've already learned and integrated as a soul, right? But it's what's right. familiar and comfortable. So what happens is that we default back to that because it's familiar. It's so entrenched in our nature. We've probably done, you know, two or three lifetimes working through learning that. Can I just ask you, is the South Node the opposite yes. of the North in terms of like... Yes. Yes. The opposite in the, so it'd be yes. Gemini. It's, the, it's exactly the opposite. Okay. They are always yeah. in opposition to each other. So the okay. comfort zone of Gemini, which I can see in you because you pluck from many sources. 
<laughs> I like to keep it interesting. Well, you know what? I tell you, I tell you the analogy of Ge- of Gemini, and it's a beautiful analogy. Gemini is like a bumblebee, and they go from flower to flower to flower to flower to flower, collecting pollen from many different flavored flowers, and then they go back to the hive and create their own unique honey. And no other bee has frequented <laughs> yeah. the same flowers. So no other bee creates the same flavoured honey. And so that is Gemini. They are picking from many sources. Sag is an, a, a different kind of... So Gemini is about gathering information. Sag is about knowing. It's the wisdom. Mm. So you've gone from asking outwardly to just knowing I don't need a, someone else's validation. And when you step into Sag, you're in your knowing, you're in your knowledge. You're not in gathering. Yeah. You don't need to spin out to get the information and ask 30 people, what do you think about this? Or should I do this? Or can I do that? Or could it be done? That's all Gemini. And it's fr- frantic and frenetic. G- Sag is like, mm. this is what we're doing. And that's really interesting because every time I come up against a brick wall and I can't, there's so much I create in my work, in my in my courses and stuff, and I feel like I come up against a brick wall and I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't birth this. I can't, birth, and it's and it's intense. I go through a lot yeah. of intensity, and then finally, when something shifts, it's like bang, and I'm in it, and I know exactly yep. how to do yep. it. So is that yes, that tussle between totally. what we've known yeah. and moving yeah. into what, what we're and I'll meant tell to you, do? And I'll tell yeah. you another really, really powerful indicator about when you know that you're working in, in league with your North Node is that when you're working towards or within your reason for being, because that's what your North Node is, it's the point of your existence, everything gets easy. There is no yeah. tussle. You are absolutely in grace. It, you're in the slipstream because that is what you agreed to. And, and, of course, the thing is our soul contract is not a bloody walk in the park. Everything's geared up to, to give us challenges to get there. So it's not easy to get mm. to that. It's certainly we don't just walk in and go, oh, yeah, I got this. This is our work. Yeah. This is our life's work. It's a huge challenge to to really get in touch with your North Node and to stay in it, to stay on that path. Mm. But um, I mean, mine mine is in Pisces in the ninth house, so I'm about spiritual teaching and doing that. And I have resisted infinitely <clears throat> because I like to be. <laughs> I'm very in my head. So what's the opposite of Pisces? Virgo. Oh, so that's the south, right? And Obviously, all my power so, yeah. planets in Virgo: Pluto, Uranus, Jupiter, all in Virgo, all in the mind. So yeah, got a big yeah. mind, got lots of thoughts, lots of ideas, lots of dissection. Not trusting, yeah. not flowing. Pisces is to let go and float. So there must be so many um, people who get really stuck in the old, so in their south yes. node, and that would that yep. would create incredible depression, right. wouldn't it? Because you wouldn't know right. where you're going. Like you're like you know your soul knows 
or your heart knows or your inner being knows there's there's a pathway that you're going on and what your soul has come here to actually do yet you're stuck in the old well, you, way you of how you used to do it easily bypass it because it's easy to do what you've always done but mm. there's no growth you're not progressing you're just you know turning your wheels spinning your wheels standing still yeah, yeah. so it doesn't serve and you know however many lifetimes it takes for you to get in that grace space is how long it will take you know um you'll keep coming back and yeah. picking another lifetime and going okay let's try again take two click <laughs> <laughs> So it get it this time. Like, it's worth it. It's just hard. <laughs> Let's not do this again, Liz. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm down for progression, you know. Um, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And yeah. the thing is that, yeah, our south node is, so again, this is another kind of, it's not unconscious. It's not the same as the 12th house, but it is a, it is a slipstream that we can find ourselves in that is so comfortable that we don't move. We think, oh, well, yeah. you know what? This is something that comes easy to me. I don't need to worry about it. I don't have to work in this area. And, you know, like like for me, you know, like I have done so many deep diving, you know, courses, study. I mean, I've studied, you know, at 17 I was reading philosophy you know I wasn't going to parties I wasn't going to parties at 17 I was knee deep in Krishnamurti and Rudolf Steiner you know know, that whole I've got to learn I've got to learn I've got to you know I've got to understand yeah that that uh, not Gemini sorry that Virgo dissection and pulling it all apart wow it was exhausting and yeah, that is exhausting. And I skipped and bypassed a whole heap of fun and developmental stuff because I was so, you know, and as you know, life's short. You don't get it back. You don't get to take that time back and go, you know what, you didn't need to do any of that. <laughs> you could just roll over and float yeah. it and shut your eyes and let it come in in another way. But, you know, this is the learning. So, Yeah. You know, I think like so much of our world is oriented to us to teach us to look at. Yes, out yes. All the and time. that's society too, my dear. In fact, I, I honestly think yeah. that we are living in a society that doesn't allow or or even appreciate or want us to start knowing ourselves. And doing our own work. Well, it seems like that, doesn't it? Yeah, it seems like that because if we are looking outside ourselves constantly for what the answer is or who the guru is or what the supports are or what we need to do and what's a good person and so on, if you think about it, it's like if we were all dead, those rules would not exist. So those rules have been created. Yeah. They have. So for us to look outside ourselves, it's so deeply disempowering. We're consistently going against what our soul contract is. And the thing is, uh, you know, regardless of what your soul contract is, the only way out, my dear, is in. There is no other. There is no other. 
one thing, when you see how interconnected we all are, we need to stop spinning out. We need to start turning in and looking in. Others can reflect to us what work needs to be done by their behaviours, by their relationship with us, all of that, but they are merely mirrors and teachers. Our journey has to be inward. There is no one else like you. Your story is so profoundly unique because you are one of a kind as everyone else's. And we're all part of a bigger moving cog. So we don't need more of the same. Otherwise, you have a gap in a cog. Yeah. Right? If we're all over here doing this, then who's filling that gap in the greater scheme? So we have yeah. to absolutely honour our individuality within and without. Otherwise, we're actually and useless to ourselves and everyone around us. We're not helping this. And seeing, no, and seeing everyone as a mirror, I know that can be a really bitter pill yes. to swallow. Because <laughs> it's much easier to go, <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> Like, who do you think you are? You know nothing. <laughs> but in fact, anyone that we have in our life, if they trigger us in some way, there's there's healing to be done and they are literally showing that to us. And it doesn't mean that obviously we need to go, oh, that person's very abusive to me, therefore I stay in this because I'm going to learn something from them. Because sometimes the teaching is actually, oh, it's time to set the Absolutely. boundary. It's time to say goodbye. Like who, who do I love more, myself yeah, or that totally. person? 100%. Who do I and choose? the other thing, I mean, one of the things people say to me a lot, and I, and I, it took me years to understand this as a principle, but people say to me, I don't understand how someone can treat me this way. It's beyond me. I would never treat another person that way. What the lesson is, is good. It's good you don't identify with that behavior because that means you don't have it in you. And you have to recognize that just because you wouldn't eat a lion doesn't mean a lion's not going to eat you and you need to get out of the way. So very, yeah. very important. We have this idea that we have to stay in abuses to learn what it is we need to The learning is, ouch, fuck, if you stand in a fire, you're going to get burnt. You don't keep standing there to see if you can <laughs> yeah. learn something else about that. <laughs> Let's see how, how long it takes me to melt. <laughs> yeah, let's even see what this time when I jump in. Or this time. What am I going to do after when I jump into the fire? How quickly does my... I'll go... If I wear flammable yeah, I'll, yes. <laughs> I'll go meditate. Then I'll jump in the fire. <laughs> no, just because a lion wouldn't eat you doesn't mean... Just because you wouldn't eat a lion doesn't mean a lion wouldn't eat you. And you have to be... You don't have to over-identify with everything. You have to see it and go, oh, no, I'll never understand yeah. that. And it's a loving no from me. Well, we need to choose Absolutely, and that's part of the learning, right, is to say no to abuses because otherwise, you know, we just keep getting abused and then become jaded, resentful, wounded, um, we hide, our self-esteem bottoms out. We then feel, you know, that we're not capable of anything good. And then when a small thing happens, that 
caves in over the top. And, you know, a small thing becomes absolutely a catastrophe. And then you get into catastrophizing. And, yeah, this is why we heal. This is why we need to heal from the ground up and keep, you know, recognizing habits, patterns, behaviors, unconscious defaults, all of those things. And that's what a chart brings to the table. You know, it it shows you what that is going to look like for you, where you're going to have your wins too. So one thing that's also very cool about a chart, because they are perfect, you're never given a bunch of problems without the solutions. Every single solution Mm. in your chart is exactly aligned for the exact problems you're going to have. Mm. Right. So you come. Okay, so you, you actually have everything you on board. come with your own toolkit, my dear. You are fully perfect. Right. Right. And this is the way that you work with people to help yeah. them to see what the tools yeah, which, are, where they're getting stuck, and then these are the tools that you already yep, have on yep. board. Which is yeah. why one size doesn't fit all with healing. I can't say to you, look, my tools are mm. going to solve your problems because they're not. Your tools mm. are going to solve your problem. I, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, this is key, isn't it? Because we cannot go outside ourselves to find the tools. If we're looking for anyone who's going to be a teacher or healer for us or spiritual guide, that person needs to guide us back in to ourselves. Yes, my dear, 100%. So this stops and takes care of any kind of transference. You cannot, I cannot transfer my shit onto your story and go, well, you know, you need to get over it because I got over it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or this is the way that I did it, therefore that's the one ordained pathway that everyone else can take and you'll all be healed. Yeah, and also I have to – the other thing I think that helps with the astrology is having had lots of different experiences. An astrologer needs to be able to see where you're coming from, not – put their stuff over the top. I have to be able to put myself in your shoes. There has to be a level of empathy attached. I, if I don't have, if I haven't walked it and I haven't experienced it, I'm not in a position to help you with it because I'm going to go in with mm-hmm. my ideas and thoughts. I'm not going to be in the real storyline and go, ah, right, you're here. I can see exactly where you are because mm-hmm. I can relate to that. I may not have walked it exactly the same, but I have some experience. So then I can kind of go, right, let's pull this apart. But it's a Mm. relationship. It's not me doing the work. Mm. And it's certainly not me telling you this is how it is and this is how it's going to go because free will is ever present in astrology. And so you can say, yes, this is what how it went down. This is how I felt. And I go, okay, well, looking at your chart, yes, this is exactly. And here's your tools. These are the things that are going to pull you out of it. I'm not going to come in there and go, well, you should have done this and you could have done that. And why didn't you take care of it this way? And you should have done that years ago. I mean, this is all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, what are you thinking? <laughs> You know, one of the um, 
the really uh, beautiful things. That, I mean, there's so much beauty that I find when I have a session with you, but one of the things that has really struck me is that you've only, um, we've only talked about things that are in my chart when I'm ready yeah. for it. Yeah. And so much of it that I've brought to you, which you already saw yeah. in my chart, you know, like like the depth yeah. and the breadth of abuse I had when I was yeah. younger, like that was in my chart, but it's only been when I have been ready and brought yeah. stuff to you that we've then actually worked with it. You don't sit there and go, oh, whoa, jeez. <laughs> Dang, honey, how do you leave home? <laughs> no. And, and, I know, and right? you know what? I, there's something about there are some rules. Absolutely, there are some rules with astrology, as in any healing. There's no point in going in with a sledgehammer. You have, and the mm. other thing for me is context. If you're coming to me about business and you're focused on your business, I'm not going to go, oh, hang on a minute, let's put some child abuse, smack that over the top because. That's where I think you're looking. Yeah. It's like, no. How do you feel now? And, and I'm only going to work, I, I'm going to feel my way through this. This is this is the other side. This is my intuition. And this is where I tune in and go, okay, where are you at? How fragile are you? What can I deliver? What can't, where do I need to pull it back? Because as I said um, earlier, and we talked about this earlier, this is not about the destination. This is about the journey. Mm. And you don't have to get mm. there in a week of trauma because I've just dropped a bomb in your story mm. that's left you in smithereens. I don't want to be a landmine in your healing. I want to be able yeah. to guide you very, very softly, gently, in the kindest possible, safest, safest being the right word, way to unfolding i don't want to dig in your graveyard i don't want you digging in your graveyard Mm. i don't want you confronting people Mm. that for me is not healing healing does not come through abuse we cannot Mm. abuse ourselves to health we have to slowly open our eyes really really gently in a safe space and to, and then love, our way, love ourselves back. Yeah, and come to it very, very gently because this is a life's work. Mm. This is what you're here for. Mm. You, This is a life's work. This is not a, oh, fuck, let's just get it done in a week and get partying and I'll get all the best things. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. Because that's what I call yeah. spiritual bypassing and I see it out there everywhere. It's revolting. And people are having healing sessions that just crash them and rip them open and then they limp in to see me and they're in smithereens. And then there's a secondary yeah, abuse yeah. we're having to patch up and that's one, that's it. It's like, no, no, yeah. no, that's not the way. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because, I mean, even in, like, traditional counselling, you are, you ethically you never say to someone, oh, you might have had this or you might have had that or you might have, never you always allow that person to go where they're going yeah. to go and to bring it to when they're yeah. ready, they will they, bring it they bring to it you. To and it's so yeah. important. Yeah. yeah. It is. And that's certainly how I felt with you. Like when I had certain realisations yeah. and certain memories come up and so on I, and I brought it to you and then you could support me through that space and help me with the tools that I have on board 
it's, to empower myself to it's heal. It's really tricky, Liz, because, you know, depending on where you're at as an astrologer, you can see everything. I'm not mm. kidding. I can see everything. I can see your entire universe. And what's tricky about that is when someone comes to me, like an example, someone comes to me and they're working through their marriage. Now I can see without any shadow of a doubt that there's a potential, potential is the word, for a second marriage and two more kids. I'm not going to go, oh, fuck it. I don't even bother to save this. Like, don't worry. Just get out of there because there's another husband and two more kids. So, you know, get the fuck out. That's not me. It's like you can't do that. You actually have to let them go through the birthing canal, whatever that looks like, and yeah. do the work and arrive at it. And I look, I've had that happen. I've had someone come back to me and go, you knew. <laughs> How could you hold that back? How could you keep that from me? And it's like, it's not my job to roll out the red carpet for you. My job. Well, but also, it's, this is, this is not, one of your great strengths. This is one of your great strengths, I find, Michelle, is that because you can go to you can go to a fortune yeah. teller who would just tell you, roll it all yeah. out for you. And I've been to them in the past and I've been to some great ones who have been really spot on, but it didn't actually help. And I had one particular situation when I was very young where this, um, this clairvoyant told me all this stuff about where I was going to end up. And it was weird because I sort of almost gave up just going, oh, I'm just going to end up there anyway. Now, and yeah. that was not helpful no, it for isn't. me. It's spiritual bypassing. I don't Spiritual I bypassing because there's so much I had to do on the way there. That There's so much. So so for someone, to, you know, in your shoes to be able to see that and then go, right, that's where they're going or potentially because we do have free will. So let's say something major right. changes in that example you're talking about, something major might change in their relationship. Yep. And then that relationship might suddenly become a beautiful and a place new, to be in again. And, and so that changes. And a new relationship with two more children with the same partner but a different relationship. Right. Right. Yes, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So yeah. potential. Yes. We're yeah. not talking about facts. Nothing set in concrete till you agree to it and commit yeah. to it and make it happen. So astrology is a series of potentialities it's not fortune telling and I actually will steer away from fortune telling I have a real issue with it because it you know look an example I had a um a a client and she'd been to a um a fortune teller and this woman had told her that she she was pregnant with a baby this woman told her that she should get rid of that baby, that it, it will ruin her fate. It will ruin her life. Now, oh my her goodness. marriage wasn't great. Wow, that's a pretty right? big call. Her marriage wasn't great. It was a huge thing. and But she kept the baby, but she couldn't connect to that baby. And she came to see me and she said, oh, you know, I saw this, this Reese. She said, my, my life is ruined because I've had this child. She totally bought into it. She absolutely believed it. Oh, and I wow. said, oh, God, no. No, no, no. You need to connect to this baby. You need to do it as soon as possible. That How can a child ever ruin anyone's life? They are a gift. And and I couldn't get her past it. She, it took two years, Liz. 
but I had to take her back from fortune telling into astrology and show her that that child was always in her chart, that from the day she was born, she was going to have this baby, that yes, the circumstances of her marriage weren't great, but that's a separate issue. And that she needed to heal this, she disconnected from her baby. Her poor baby was just floating out on the end of a piece of silver thread, you know. And I worked with her for two years to bring her baby in and form a relationship with a baby because of one bloody tarot reading that it just, that yeah. information is so devastating. So, And if you don't have the wisdom and the personal life experience yes. behind it, behind your readings, then your readings can be quite dangerous, devastating. aren't they? Because, I mean, that's what I'm hearing right, from totally. you. Totally. Yeah. 100% devastating and irresponsible. There's a huge responsibility to what you're sharing and how you're empowering people or disempowering, as the case may be. And that goes across the board mm-hmm. with any kind of therapy. Because people, you don't know at what level a person is interpreting what you're saying. You could be you know, um, generalizing and have someone latch onto that. You have to be so careful Mm. with it because this woman came from a very, very superstitious background. So she totally believed that this child had ruined her fate and she put it in those words. And I just, I I cried for her. I was so devastated for her that someone had planted that seed that had just gone boom and not just her life had changed, but she was now buggering up her child and that that was another big story mm. that needed to be unpacked and healed mm. and worked through. And, you know, that child will now be probably, I'm going to say, 15, 16, um, will probably still be yeah. dealing with the after effects of that abandonment. So she was two years old when I met her. Oh, wow. So, you know, it's just like, it, it's a big, it's a big torch to carry. You have to know what you're yeah, doing. It's and it's a constant battle between, you know, um, giving it all up in the first handful or, you know, allowing them to figure it out. You have to let people work it out for themselves. They have to be where they're at. And you have to give it to them yes. in a way that they can handle in small bite-sized chunks that they can manage and feel their way through. Yeah. And to not become reliant oh, upon no. you either to, no. to save them. And that's and if you ever, you know, talking to people who are listening to this particular um, podcast, like if you ever find yourself reliant on some sort of healer or therapist or whatever, like you need to really take a Absolutely. look at that because... You've got to be able to get the tools on board yourself to start to move through. And, of course, we have situations where we need to reach out because, like, we need, like, a second opinion or a different perspective or just to be held, actually, because sometimes in our lives the people that are close to us struggle to hold our really deep stuff that comes up because they don't have maybe the tools to do it or they've got their own stuff going on. So that's a different situation when you reach out for someone in that scenario to, like, help, I'm I'm drowning. But if you're on an ongoing basis, feel like I can't live my life without this person, you know, guiding me through it, then that's a really unhealthy relationship. And one of the things that I am really conscious of about that, because I'm aware that, you know, crisis happens, 
I generally see people either yearly or, or six monthly for top-ups, but mm -hmm. I, you know, for little, like if there's an emergency, then yes, absolutely, but not week to week because what I find is that I'm, I'm then enabling them to not use their own tools, to not think and for themselves. So for me, it's mm. like if I get even the slightest whiff of codependence, I, I actually can't cope with it. I actually am just like, no, 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 no. That's not yeah. how this works. And I cannot be available, you know, on the spot like yeah. that. It just yeah. doesn't work. I feel trapped by it, actually, Liz. I actually struggle with it a lot. And so for me, it's like, what do you need to do? You know. You've got the tools. I've given them to you. You know what's in yeah. there. I've told you yeah. what's in there. So go back to the yeah. drawing board. Go back and listen to the last recording we did. You know, this is yeah. this, and this is also why I insist as a reader of anything that every session is recorded because mm. I don't want people to become coded. I don't want them going, oh, what did you say about such and such? Like, you've got it on recording. Mm, go back and have a do listen to it. Do your yeah. work. It's your work. It's not mine. I, I'm struggling to do my own. I've, you know, I've still got work to do. I'll always have work to do. My yeah. life's an unfolding, never-ending gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we're all like that, are we? Right? You know, that's like the, you think you've got it, and then it's like, right. holy shit, what's right. that? <laughs> And I think actually, I mean, really, like probably nailing the healing path is when you get to that point where you go, there's always going to be right. shit that comes but, up. But I have actually befriended yeah. it now. So when it does come up, I know my tools, I know how to hold space for myself, and I know I'm just going through a birthing but canal. Also, so if I go with it rather than fighting yeah. it, then I can, you know, grow even more. But also too, the other thing that's really cool and, you know, doing transits and progressions, which is kind of doing that updating to see where you're at. So that's what I do yearly or six monthly is you can see when the planet, so your planets are stationary. When you're born, those planets are there. They're stuck. That's your blueprint. That's what you've got, right? You're not going to wake up tomorrow yeah. and be West African. This is where you were born. This is your story. This is who you are. You can't change it too far, right? We're not. I'm not going to have an Afro yeah. or you know, any of the beautiful things that I'd like from another culture. I'm like, yeah, that's just not going to happen. I can lovingly, longingly want to be that, but no, I'm, you know, Celtic, here I am, this is it, got to work with it, right? Yeah. yeah. So, but when we look at what is rotating, so where the planets are rotating around our base chart, right, what happens is we get to see something coming up to be addressed and we go, oh, that's coming up. Okay, I, I know what happened last year when that happened and it wasn't great. So we'll get to see mm. how much work's been done. So when yes. you go over those yep. planets with a planet, over your natal stationary ones with another, you'll go, hmm, I, I'm unmoved. That tells you how much work's been done because you're not. You might feel a blip, yeah, yeah. but it's not a bloody catastrophe. Right, so you can say to people, this is about to come come back in. You had this a year ago yeah. or two years ago, whatever. This is about to come back through again. So prepare and, yourself, yeah. be ready, have all your supports and on board. Get ready. 
and yeah, recognize what comes up for you and let yourself process what comes without creating massive dramas in your life. Yeah. It's so interesting. And and look, patterns go all the way back, you know, because this was set Mm. when you were born. I mean, I I know for me, there's, there's a pattern in my chart that I've taken back to when I was four months old. And there was an event event wow. at four months that set a tone for me to move house every two and a half. Every so two when you, and a half so sorry. So when you look at when you when you look back at your natal chart, you can see that yep. pattern in there. Yep. Yeah. So you can track back. And how? And it came out of the blue, Liz, because I didn't notice it. I knew that I moved a lot. I mm. knew that. I knew that there was dramas and tragedies at a certain time of the year like everyone died in that period of of a week right like my you know yeah um even my grandparents my great-grandparents so there was this weird thing right and if, if it was some sort of upheaval a house move a death uh, a catastrophe a surgery some sort of thing and I was like and it was like in the middle of the night I was like oh it's a pattern I better get up and I left out of bed <laughs> I left out of bed and, of course, I had kept my diaries all the way back to – and I went back through my diary and I looked at that date, those that week, that those dates, within, say, three to five days. And I'm like, oh, my God, I moved house there. Oh, my God, so-and-so died. Oh, my God, this happened. And I was just – and all the way back, I went – I had diaries back to 1996. Wowzers. Is that the Virgo, the South Maybe. Virgo in you? Maybe. What you mean? <laughs> and it wasn't. It wasn't that I kept the story because I don't write. I just write event what I'm doing, like moving house or um, someone passed away and mm. there's a funeral here, or you know, or surgery that day, or da 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 da, a child born or something. And so I tracked it back. So then I realised that you know I had like you know nearly thirty years worth of evidence <laughs> of this thing so then I went through yeah, my chart yeah. and tracked it back to something that happened when I was four months old and it was like such an epiphany that and I was so once you had the epiphany what did you do with it then to start well to, I, I started to, to notice it. that time and so far and I've and mm. I've worked really hard to recognize like through recognition because recognition and self-awareness are absolutely key but once I unpacked what happened at four months old and allowed myself to go through the grief process of that I've so far and I say touch wood it's mm-hmm. been three years since I've had that epiphany and I'm still living in the same house there hasn't been a tragedy at that time I've managed to escape for three years so either it's been healed permanently or I'm just in the hiatus <laughs> yeah maybe we'll but see it hasn't but it's literally <laughs> been every year up till then some sort wow, of wow that's amazing evil has happened at that time so when someone comes to you and they've got like these major patterns that go on then in their chart you're able to kind of yeah. pinpoint and we that can backtrack and then guide yeah. them as to yeah. Yeah. this is a pattern yeah. that's happening for you 
Yeah. But people, and then, then once they see that, they can start yeah. to undo it. And that's it. the beauty. I mean, the thing is people come and they go, oh, my gosh, you know, this is happening, this is happening. And I'm like, yeah, it's got nothing to do with that. The problem's actually over here. <laughs> it's back here yes. with this. And no amount of fixing yeah, this yeah. is going to undo that. So let's go here first. Yes. And when that's fixed, these all drop away. Yes. Because yeah. it's an energy yeah. flow. Right? Yeah. And so if there's a core wound, then everything that comes out of that is just going to reinforce it, reinvent it, bring it back to the same behavioral stuff. It's like, you know, but it's tricky because, you know, people will come in, they're defensive, they're like, well, you know, I've, I've dealt with that. I was like, well, you haven't because this wouldn't be happening. Yeah. That yeah, relates yeah. to that. And, and Michelle, I must say that's the other thing that I love about you is that you are, but in a yeah. loving way and very funny too, <laughs> but you will call I it, do. right? Yeah. You, I don't you, see the point. You'll call me on, you call me on yeah. my stuff and we need to be called on our yeah. stuff. I don't think there's any point in you coming to see me if you're not willing to hear it. And also there's no point in me get pissing in your pocket and telling oh, it'll all be okay in the morning Liz you know there's no point mm -hmm. you're coming to me and you're asking me what can I do and I'm showing I will show you because there's no point in I want the best for you I want you to live your best life I don't want yeah. you to be struggling it breaks my heart when I see people going around in circles, looping back into the same old shit. It's like, no, the problem's not over here. The problem's here. When you're ready, we'll look there, you know. And so sometimes it's tricky. Yeah. People get angry and and defensive and flare up and bristle. Um, but I have to hold. I have got a Taurus mm. moon too, so pretty stubborn. <laughs> my astrology is the bit that that totally is the loyalty to what and yeah you as an individual I'm totally working for you to be getting yeah. where you need to go you know yeah. um, everything to do with anything external is over there I'm just in it and I to totally commit yeah. to it and that is that Taurus and it's the part of me that commits to astrology. I just love it. It makes sense. It's our foundation. Yeah. I mean, when you think about what Taurus represents in astrology, it's primary industry. It's what's primal. It's the earth. It's connecting to the basic rhythm of everything. And so for me, going down all of those rabbit holes totally lights my fire and helps people get to the foundational shit of their reality rather than up here on the... I think my third eye's opened. It's like, really? <laughs> yeah, wow. Good O. Now back to reality. <laughs> We're going for a chakra opening oh, ceremony. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah, okay. There's no quick no, fixes. No, no, no. 
it's nice. And what I have certainly found is it's like, even though the healing can be, oh, like breathtakingly painful at times, the beauty in it is incredible when you come out the other side. And if you think about it being, you're being born yeah, over and over yeah, again. 100%. Being born is not easy. No, and, and for me, one of the things that I say to my clients about that, I'm like, you're in a birthing process. Do you want a cesarean section or a natural water birth? You pick. <laughs> because I know I don't want major abdominal surgery. I'm going to have a natural water birth and I'm not going to have this be really painful for me. I don't want a big recovery. So you, want so you surrender. surrender. That's yeah, surrender. Man. Surrender. Yeah. Surrender. Go within. Look at the ugly bits. Yeah. Pick it apart. Confront your staff. Because there is yeah. no other way. There is absolutely no other way. You cannot bypass it. So what would you say the most important things for takeaways from today regarding your sun, moon, um, what do we do, sun, rising, moon, rising, and, ascendant, and your north, and your north yeah. node, what would be the most important takeaway for today? I would say looking at that ascendant stuff, looking at the mask yeah. because the mask is what wears us down in the world come yeah. into the moon because the moon is the truth that is actually yeah. who you are really and so when you come into that you can then go oh gosh the way that the world sees me is not who I am and I have given off all those signals that this is how they need to how I need to you know get their approval but I don't even like me now because I'm not that I can't keep wearing that mantle um yeah. the facade has to drop we have to wreck you know yeah. and look we can't change our physicality we're not gonna like I said change too deeply on a physical level but we can change how we behave and and our expectations out there in the world with others and what we're actually asking others how, what we're inviting them to um see about us or um, relate to us in that way so yeah and and yeah. so and with north node with north node like how do we know how do we know we're working in our north node energy it gets easy it gets easy when you are working in your north node there is no conflict life comes together and supports yeah. it there's something, I mean, that is the beauty of the North Node is when you are in your soul purpose, the rest of you just lines up and goes, yes, and holds that space for you to stay there. Um, like I said, the, the hardest yeah. part is staying out of the South Node because it's a strong pull. And if you've got big planets in there, you know, and it, 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 the, the pull to it, back to it is really, really powerful. So you know these yes. these are why that this is why that north node um, and ascendant twelfth house stuff is so important for me because these are the two areas that we're least conscious of. Yeah, it's making even more sense to me now that how often you've guided me and you will say to me, you know, just it's in you, it's in you. Teach what's yeah. in you. You're a teacher. Teach what's in you. Yeah. Um, and when I do it all, it all feels fantastic yeah. and. 
also then like I have those times of second guessing myself and going, well, hang on that's a second. Gemini. Like, and that's Gemini. <laughs> am I right? That's Gemini. No, should I be checking with someone yeah. else? And, like, how do I know that I'm right? And, and, and interesting too yeah. with Gemini. I mean, one of the one of the things that I'm constantly talking to people who have major Gemini in their chart is stay in your lane. Gemini mm. compares. It it does exactly mm. what you just said. It puts its head up and goes, and it can be doing something so beautifully and perfect and totally in alignment, but then it looks around and goes, oh, you're doing it that way. Hmm, maybe I should do it that way. So then you put down what's working for you, what is totally in your <laughs> truth, to go chasing to be someone else. And it's like yeah. if you're a plum, you're a first-rate plum, but you're never going to be a banana. If you try and be a banana, you're going to be a second-rate banana because you're a first-rate plum. It's like we have to stay in our lane with Gemini. You mean I can't put on a banana suit? <laughs> well, not if you want to be a first-rate. You have to. And, and, that's, and so Gemini, and also to the other thing, going back to that whole ascendant, you know the mass thing the other thing that happens with gemini is that you can't keep doing it you either get bored because mm. it's not intrinsic you get tired because it's not intrinsic it's not part of who you are it's not part of your makeup to keep doing that because you've actually put on a, a, a bodysuit of someone else thinking that's how it needs to be done so gemini gets lost mm. in a crowd and gemini sells its soul for something else in the hope that it's going to do better instead of building on what's already mm. there. So so if I've got that in the, in my past, if that's in the South yep. Node, so that's my past yep. life, so I came into this life going, I'm healing that pattern once and for all. Well, no, it means that you've be, you've ascended it. Oh, So okay. this is about right. progression. So you've done Gemini. So Gemini's yeah. done to death. There's no need to revisit yeah. it. The reason, and so hence why you're a fantastic communicator. You are a brilliant networker. Mm. You know, you bring people together in a safe space and you can, you know, and you can hold that communication space. But this lifetime mm. is not about gathering anymore. You don't need to be anyone else. You don't need to do it any other way except your own. You don't need to gather any more tools or information to feel worthy, yeah, yeah, right? Because Sag is gnosis, it's knowing. It's like, well, I know. I'm there. And I'm so when you step into a classroom setting to teach, you're not going, oh, what hang on, I haven't outlined what I'm doing today. You go, today we're doing this. This is what I'm this it's is, exactly what this happens. Is what I'm, if I'm teaching, if I'm teaching yep, a course, yeah, if I'm, I'm teaching feeling. In in person, yeah. if I'm teaching, exactly, it just comes through. And sometimes it's things come out of, my, out of my mouth that I go, wow, that was profound. Right. Like, that is <laughs> yeah, yeah, That yeah. is knowing. Yeah, and it's, and it's, it's yeah. the difference between. And it's very, and it's very interesting, though, that when I hit a wall, I'll go into that kind of yep. Gemini energy and yep. I've got to pull myself yep. back yep. out of it and go, come back, come back, go back. And when I've got myself back on track again, it's like I'm firing on all cylinders and I can create like there's there's nothing else. So I guess like, you know, where we could probably leave it there is about just like once once you know that energy and you know that that feels right, it's right, I'm there, then you're going to do anything you can to move through when you get sucked back to move yeah. through that and go, I know where I'm at. Yeah. 
So just that knowingness, that, yeah. that consciousness of I know where I've gone back to and now I've got to move back yeah. into where I'm in alignment. Absolutely. And, but, you know, again, it comes back to being conscious of it, recognition. Because mm. if you don't know yeah. that that's what's happened, yeah. you're just spinning your wheels and going, oh, I'm all scattered again and I don't know why. And it's like, mm, you know, you've stepped off the path. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're in yeah. the brambles. You've fallen off somewhere. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, Michelle, thank you so much for your time My today. I, I really appreciate it. How can people, what's the best way for people to contact you? I'll put it in the show um, notes, but. What's the best way? Yeah, through website my website. Or... Yeah, I'll um, I'll yeah. I don't know if you've got. Have you got my website? Yeah, I'll put your website in the yeah. show yeah. notes, and so people come can go through there. That, and yeah, can... come through there because yeah. it comes through as an email. Um, people try and ring me for consultation, and I'm just always working, so I just can't answer a call. It's better to come through yeah. email or text, and I. My number is in my email, um, in my website yeah. anyway. So, yeah, so they can text, text you text or, they or can email. email yeah. you. I don't yeah. answer the phone. It's yeah. too hard. I'm, you know, so. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I get it. When I'm working with clients, I have my phone yeah, on. I have on my, do not disturb yeah, all so, day. And then if if phone calls have come through, when I turn my phone off, that, that I don't necessarily see them, but I will see text yeah. messages. So it's. Um, and I would just also the other thing is you work on Zoom, yep. you work on FaceTime, yep. you work yep. in person if people need yep. to, but you you can work through a variety yep. of mediums where depending on where people are in yep. the world. Um, and I cannot emphasize enough the profound effect getting my natal chart yep. had on me, done had on me because it just really, like I said at the beginning, it was like, oh my god, yep. this person you know, Michelle has seen inside yep. me yep. and everything's going to be okay. That's how I felt. Everything's going to be okay. All these inner conflicts that I have, all this stuff that's going on around me, everything actually suddenly had an explanation yep. and had Absolutely. meaning. And also you helped me to find the tools yep. to work mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. myself. Yeah, I think that, you know, the natal chart is your standing stone. Everything else from there mm. you're building on. And, I mean, even like yesterday yeah. I had a client who I hadn't, I've seen every kind of two years since 2015. And yesterday, because we had built on those foundations, it was such a mind-blowing. She said to me, wow, we've never gone this deep. And I'm like, no, because we had to put in. I, imagine if I'd done that on the first day. <laughs> You'd still be scraping yourself up off the floor. So yeah, it's I would a, be it's a <laughs> peeling myself one finger at a time. <laughs> but it blew her away because we got into it deeper. Yeah. We got chunkier. We yes. got we got more specific because it's not a generalized thing. We start with that generalized thing so that you can see. Okay, all the dots join. I can relate to every part of that. Right. Good. I've been yeah. seen. So then from there, next year, we do another another look at it and we go down another rabbit hole and we look at, okay, what are you dealing with now? This is where you are. Mm. So, yeah, it, the foundation is to have your birth chart done. And, and even if you've had it done by other astrologers, start from the beginning with me because I do it differently. I, 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 yes, I do, do. do do it differently, I, you know, and... 
if you know stuff about your child already, then that's an, we can add. We can go deep in yes. that first session. Yes. Um, it's never um, a waste of time to start from scratch with it. I've, I've recommended people to you um, who were, were never even remotely interested in astrology yep. and then they've come and, and had their chart done and just said to me, that's changed my yep. life. Yeah, and I work, and I and it's it's amazing, you know. Like I, I've got um, naturopaths in Melbourne that send their clients to me for a, a medical profile before they even start working with them, and mm. then and and so it's a it's a triangulated relationship where I'm kind of going right. This is where you need to look because it can fast mm. track. A, a natural because yes. it, when you go to see a healer or a, 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 um, a therapist of any sort, you're going with these problems. You can mm -hmm. only see that. You can't see the big picture. Astrology gives you the big picture, whether it's medically, whether it's emotionally, psychologically, and so you can fast track healing. You can get onto issues mm. so much quicker than waiting for that person mm. to bring to the table. Often that which is unconscious to them in the first place. Exactly. Right? So we get big picture and it's very comforting and can kind of like console us and hold us and, right, this is a big yeah. picture. Yeah. Thank you so much, Michelle. Pleasure. <laughs> Thank oh, you. Oh, you're such a champ. <laughs> I can't wait to see you next time. <laughs> for the next So we'll go deeper. We'll go into the next area. Yeah, for the next installment of astrology. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Cheers. Michelle.